This week's reading is from the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 1. The Genealogy of Jesus the Messiah This is the book of generations of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah, the father of Perez and Zerach, whose mother was Tamar. Perez, the father of Hezron, Hezron, the father of Ram. Ram, the father of Aminadab, Aminadab, the father of Nachshon, Nachshon, the father of Salmon. Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. Solomon, the father of Rehoboam, Rehoboam, the father of Abijah, Abijah, the father of Asa, Asa, the father of Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat, the father of Jehoram, Jehoram, the father of Uzziah, Uzziah, the father of Jotham, Jotham, the father of Ahaz, Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah, Hezekiah, the father of Manasseh, Manasseh, the father of Ammon, Ammon, the father of Josiah, and Josiah, the father of Jeconiah and his brothers, at the time of the exile to Babylon. After the exile to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel, Shealtiel, the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel, the father of Abihud, Abihud, the father of Eliakim, Eliakim, the father of Azor, Azor, the father of Zadok, Zadok, the father of Akim, Akim, the father of Elihud, Elihud, the father of Eleazar, Eleazar, the father of Matthan, Matthan, the father of Jacob, and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. Thus there were fourteen generations in all from Abraham to David, fourteen from David to the exile to Babylon, and fourteen from the exile to the Messiah. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father God, we give thanks for your word. And we ask now that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit where we are. Help us to hear the things that you want us to hear. Help us to learn the things that you want us to learn. And help us to forget the things that you want us to forget. In the name of Jesus, your Son, we pray. Amen. Now, the story is told of a dad who came home from work one day and he was absolutely exhausted. You don't need to be a parent to understand what that feeling is like. When you've worked so hard in a day and all you want to do is find a sofa, find a bed, sit down, lie down, watch TV or just fall asleep. Well, this dad had had one of those days. So wearily, he dragged himself through the front door. He pulled himself to the sofa and flopped down onto it. At which point, his young son came up to him and said, Dad, 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 
welcome home will you play with me so the dad said to the son in sheer love I am really sorry I am really tired I would love to play with you can you just give me five minutes and sure enough the little boy went off but of course small children not really have much concept of time meant two minutes later he came back he tapped his dad where his dad was falling asleep and said dad 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 will you play with me the dad said to him I am so tired I'm not trying to be mean can you give me just even two minutes please so the kid once again goes off and not 10 20 seconds later he came running back and said dad 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 will you play with me now for the dad that was pretty much breaking point so he had to think quickly about something he could do something that would please the child but also give him a bit of peace so he picked up a magazine which was close by and he looked through it to find a complicated picture the most complicated he could find and there was a picture of the world so he took out the picture he tore it up and he said to his son you like jigsaws don't you well go and ask mummy for some sellotape and put this picture back together go and put the world back together so sure enough the kid went off to do it he got his sellotape from his mother and he got to work the dad thought to himself that's bought me a lot of time and he started to once again drift off and go asleep but not that long later the little boy came back he tapped the dad again and said dad 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 I've done it here it is now at this point the dad jolted upright and looked at what it is that his son had done and a sense of excitement came over him sure enough his son had put this picture together again absolutely perfectly every country was in place and he was amazed he looked at his son he looked at his wife and he thought what have I got here a genius as a boy how can I trade in on this so he said to his son 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 tell me how did you do it and the son just said well I looked the other side and I saw these letters it's a name I recognized before the letters were J-E-S-U-S -S. when I put those letters back together the other side came back together as well Jesus put the world together now we know that there's some truth in that story Jesus really does bring the world together and actually it is as simple as that Jesus is the reason why we are here today Jesus is the reason why we are worshipping Jesus is the reason why we may have been to a physical church this morning and are here now or the reason why we are here in the first place we are here because we love Jesus or we're exploring Jesus or we want to find out more about Jesus or we know that we are forgiven by Jesus and we just want to proclaim his glory and worship his name Jesus the name that is on our lips but a name we sometimes neglect 
to think about, to learn about, to give the attention that sometimes we need to give. And so here on the nave for the next few weeks and months, in the lead up to Easter Sunday, we are going to be thinking about the simple truth of Jesus and knowing as we do so that Jesus is always the answer. He was the answer to the jigsaw puzzle. He is the answer to the big mysteries of life and he is the answer for us today. But I think it's fair to say we've got quite a strange beginning in this series. Perhaps we would have been best served if we'd looked at his birth narrative, the Christmas story. But maybe not so much. After all, Christmas was only a few weeks ago. Maybe we should have began by looking at his early ministry. But no, here we are looking at this dry list of names that lead us up to the person of Jesus and Jesus' birth, the genealogy of Jesus. And I say dry because it can feel pretty dry. These are the first words that you come across in the first gospel of the Bible, the Gospel of Matthew. And if you have come across this before and you've either ignored it, swiftly gone through it, or even fast forwarded it if you've been listening to it, you are in very good company. Basically saying, when it comes to Jesus, we want to get to the meat of what he is doing. But actually, as it turns out, there is so much to learn about Jesus. And even in this list of names, we see so much that we can learn from. Even this passage teaches us so much about him. A few weeks ago, an article appeared on the BBC website stating that the census from a hundred years ago was now available for people to read for themselves and go and research. And some people have taken the government up on that offer, others not so much. But those who have, have reported back a sense of wonder as they have done so. Because looking back at these censuses, these list of names and statistics that have been made about people throughout the ages and gathered in, teach us a lot about who we are as people, where we have come from and perhaps where it is we are heading. They help us to make sense of our own family history and the reason why we are how we are, what our nature is all about. And this genealogy that we have of Jesus teaches us so much about the nature of Jesus and the nature of his Father in heaven. This list of names teaches us about the nature of God. So what is it from this list that we can learn? Well, I guess to begin with, we can learn that God is a God of grace. We know that by the end of this Gospel of Matthew, as in all the Gospels, we have this narrative telling us of Jesus' death and resurrection, defeating sin and death once and for all. But leading through this list of names, we also see how his grace has been there throughout the ages. It is so easy to fall in the trap of thinking that God was different in the Old Testament to who he was in the New. 
But God was the same yesterday as he is tomorrow. And throughout these list of names, we see his grace at work. We see Abraham, a man who was flawed, a man who got caught out telling lies, a man who we don't know even worship God before he was called. That takes us to David, a man who committed adultery, a man who was flawed, which takes us to the people of Israel as a whole who were breaking the law so badly and falling aside from the ways of God that they were taken into exile. We also see in the list names like Rahab, who was a prostitute. But all that as well, we see the forgiving grace of God and how God is loving to those who let him down. Very early on in this gospel, the scene is set, the declaration is made, God is a God of grace. And that is fulfilled by the very end. We also see how it is that God has a welcome for those who need a welcome. The genealogy of Jesus, on the paper at least, should be a list of Jewish names, names of the people of Israel, and mostly they are. Israel was the exclusive people called by God to fulfill his purposes and his plans for the world, leading up to the Messiah. But did you know, as you read through this list, that's not always the case. There are five names in there who are Gentiles, non-Jews, once again stating here that God is a God of welcome and his plans have always been to welcome in all people. The plans that we see unveiled in the New Testament after Jesus' death and resurrection as Gentiles, non-Jews, like me, perhaps like you, are welcomed into the kingdom. It is set out very early on. But more than that, what we see at work in this list of names is the plan of God. We see from the very beginning to the point of Jesus' birth that God had a plan. God had a plan for the world. Very early on in the book of Genesis we hear how God created the world, the world was perfect, but we as human beings screwed it all up. And the only way it could be put right was through a saviour. And throughout the ages, throughout this list of names, people were waiting for the saviour to come before he was born to Mary. But that's not the big news. The big news is from the time of things going wrong until his birth, God knew what he was doing. God had a plan. We can think perhaps that actually everything came at this time and Jesus was born, but God planned it from the start. God knew what he was doing. God knew it when he called Abraham. He knew it when he called David. He knew it when the people went into exile. He knew it when they returned. He knew it when he called Mary to be the mother of God. God had a plan. And just as God has a plan for bringing about salvation to the world since the very beginning, 
So he still has a plan today. He has a plan for this world. He has a plan for his church. He has a plan for you. He has a plan for me. God has got it in hand. And here, at the beginning of this gospel, the very first reading, it feels like God is saying loud and clear, I've always had a plan. I've always know what I'm doing. I always know what I am doing. And if we feel lost today, if we are struggling today, if we're thinking that we're in a bit of a muddle, trying to work it all out, just remember this grand plan that God had. He is so clever that he had it all sorted from the start. He is so phenomenal that it was always there. And even when people fell down, even when we screwed up, even when sin came, even when David had his adultery, even when Abraham doubted and lied, even when the people fell away, God still had a plan and a purpose to bring salvation to the world. And he still has a plan today. And as we continue throughout this series, we will see more of the plans that Jesus unveiled in his life and his ministry and how they impact on our lives today. But we know as we do, they were no accident. God, the God of love, God, the God of grace, God, the God of welcome, who welcomes us, had a plan from us from the off. May we give him the glory this day. Amen.